Hey guys, you're listening to Talk Space with Jen and Kui. I'm your girl, Jen. And I'm your girl, Kui. And this is our Safe Space podcast, where we talk about all things life, from professions to family to love and all the things in between. But from our perspective, of course. So grab your favorite drink, have a seat, and let's just chat. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. What's up? Nothing much, girl. So, as you guys know, we have started our relationship series, and we want to talk about all things relationships. Um, And so, today, we're talking about red flags, identifying them, understanding what is a red flag for you. We're talking about setting boundaries within your relationship. I know we've talked about boundaries before, just kind of like in general, but now we're going to talk about them specifically in your relationship because sometimes we have to maneuver a little differently in our relationship. We also want to talk about identifying patterns from one relationship to the next, as well as how to kind of I guess, incorporate family into your relationship without family taking over your relationship because that is something that... Just don't do it. (laughs) Wait, don't do what? The relationship or including family? Don't, including family. I'm not going to co-sign that. I'm not going to co-sign that. I'm going to go ahead and sum up that portion of, the, of this episode. Don't do it. She's lying because I'm going to be all up in her business. I'm lying about that, too. Don't I'm definitely it. not all up in her business. <laughs> you not, but you could be, but don't do it. <laughs> Listen, I think there are limits and there are boundaries to that as well. So that's how we're going to jump in into this episode. I feel like you want to start with including the family. <laughs> feel like that's heavy on you. No, I right don't. Now. I don't. No, we are. Listen, I just feel like when it comes to. So big thing, right? I feel like we've talked more and more about setting boundaries. And I think that's because like specifically for me, a personal journey is setting boundaries. And of course, not just in my relationship, not with just my family, but with multiple like different levels, different relationships in my life. So listen, when it comes to intermingling your family in your relationship, like if I could rewind seven years ago, I definitely would have set a hard boundary Mm. in the very beginning. Yeah. Because once you don't set a boundary, we talked about this in the last episode, it is very difficult to establish a boundary after, you know, things have just occurred for so long. You can't. I mean, you can put that boundary in place for yourself, but it's difficult for other people to adjust to that boundary when they're so used to being one way with you. Absolutely. And by setting a boundary, like, I don't mean like, don't have your family involved in your relationship, but don't bring your partner around. I don't mean like that. Like, I just mean, don't allow your family to have an opinion on your relationship in a sense, or have input on your relationship in a sense. Because I think, and not just your family either, but like just in general, friends, um, people you're close to, whatever. Because a lot of times we don't realize this, but sometimes, and I'm not, now sometimes people give advice and it'd be on point and it'd be unsolicited, but it'd be on point. But Mm -hmm. sometimes people having their opinions and having their say so and being able to be involved in your relationship actually creates a space of insecurity. 
And what I mean by that is like you, there may be something like a red flag for somebody else. It's not a red flag for you. But now because that person has pinpointed that for you, now you're focused on it. Like, you know, it's like, it's like when you buy a new car, you never see that car and you get your new car. Now every other car you see you driving down the road is that car. It's like that. So I just feel like sometimes that creates an insecurity in your relationship when people give their unsolicited advice. They feel like their opinion is always like relevant. Keep it at bay. And they just keep it at bay. <laughs> I feel like the spirit is holding your tongue back, but we're going to keep it moving. So it is interesting that you say that because it's definitely, um, it can definitely be a situation where your family's input or your friend's input or their opinions become your opinions, right? Like you were thinking one way, you had a plan, you had, you know, a frame of mind in hand or in mind. And the moment they started pouring into you what they think, you then start to think what they think. You then become aware of the things that they become aware of. And sometimes that can be a really great thing because sometimes we do need an objective view when situations occur. But what happens with family is, because they only get our side so often, or what happens with friends is because they only get our side so often. And sometimes our sides aren't always the entire picture, as much as we would like to think that when we replay a scenario or we tell a story back, it's the entire picture. It's not always the entire picture. It's the heightened parts of our emotions and that's what they get. So then their emotions kind of build off of our emotions. And while we can let things go because we're in our relationship, it is hard for family to let things go. I have a, well, let me not say have because Lord Jesus, let me not speak that into existence. Whew, I had a person that was in my life at one time. And I'm telling you right now, if I mention this person's name to my family, everybody's entire energy changes, right? Just because of everything that happened, period. And so, whereas I'm at a place of peace with it and I'm good and like, I'm not getting anxious about it or whatever, my family is still on guard when it comes to that particular person. So yeah, it's definitely important to understand that if you're going to include your family and your relationship, one, either do it with boundaries or two, be prepared there never to be a boundary because they're gonna keep going no but that's very valid and i you know sometimes i y'all know me i'm gonna keep it real so sometimes like i i'm afraid or i don't want to overshare and an intimate detail about my life come out but like for me personally my mom is one of my best friends and my mom is a married woman who has been married to my dad for 30 years. So when my husband and I, okay, what are we doing? Let's come on. 30 <laughs> years. But when I started kind of going through the transition to prepare to be a wife, my mom is the only wife that was close enough to me who I felt like sharing the ups and downs of becoming a wife with. However, what I did not take into an account is that my mom is still my mom, bro. So whatever I'm feeling, whatever energy I got, she's feeling that four times over. I'm her child. That's my best friend, but that's my child. So like G said, okay, so then we're at a point to where, all right, well, whatever the situation was or whatever I was confiding her about, I'm over it. I done moved on, but she's still mad. So the moment that we create that 
connection, right? Where we are seeking advice or we want someone else's opinion. They are, even though you went to her as someone that was preparing to become a wife and you were speaking to someone who's already a wife, you weren't speaking to someone who's already a wife. You were speaking to mama there. And I don't care if your fiance at the time would have done something like scuffed your shoe. If you were pissed off about it, oh, she was about to be big mad about it. Absolutely. Even though you've forgiven, she's like, no, my baby's shoe was still scuffed on January 28th, 2017 at 4.54 p.m. Absolutely. So it does become very tricky. And it did. It become like one of those things to where now there's a little bit of, um, I don't want to call it hostility because that makes it sound bad, but there's a little bit of tension there because she was like, girl, you was just upset last week and I'm still pissed. I have not got over. And it took us going through the premarital counseling, not necessarily. And again, I hate when people act like going through counseling and all of those things are like bad. We went through it to make sure that we were on the same page about where we were headed. And so we did premarital counseling. And one of the first things that my therapist, our therapist said was, sis, you got to move on from that relationship. You got to find somebody else to talk to because your mother's not the one. And she didn't mean that like disrespectfully at all. But she's like, you're going to create an energy in your family to now where you're in the middle choosing, but having to choose between your mom and your husband. And I'm not going to lie with a few things. It started to feel that way. It was like I was always defending one to the other. You know what I'm saying? And it's I love both of them so much. But it's like tough because you're like literally stuck in the middle. And it's basically because you need that emotional support from your mom, who's a wife and your husband, your husband to be. So that's why I said don't do it. Don't listen. If you need to confide in somebody, like, I don't know, find you a homegirl, homeboy, somebody like that, child. Do not go to nobody in your family to confide in you because, child, your family will pull up, be ready to fight. And that's not a problem if you do that with your friend because you can just make sure your friends stay separate. But with your family, honey, at the Thanksgiving dinner, things get a little thick. Listen, I don't know about the friends because I have a friend, a very, very dear friend. She is literally, besides my mom, like, I have two best friends well three best friends including my mom and she is that other best friend let me tell you something if i vent to her she's ready to pull up she doesn't care so make sure you vent to the friend that's not ready to pull up and that can look at a situation objectively unless you're just ready to catch a case then vent to whoever you need to so you can catch your case but i'm not advocating for cases to be caught because i don't have bail money for people so don't tell them i sent you but you did bring up a couple of things. You brought up that struggle when you're caught in the middle. And I feel like so often people feel like that in a relationship, whether it's a son and his mother, you know, and his, his fiance, girlfriend, person who's dating, or it's a brother and sister situation or it's a par- anything. I feel like people get caught in those situations because as family, we automatically go into protective mode. As much as we would like to think we were being objective, we go into protective mode because one, maybe we've been through it, right? And we don't want that person to go through what we've been through. Two, we've heard about it. Three, we just know it's something that we wouldn't deal with. We wouldn't put up with because it's a red flag or a boundary for us. Then that goes back to, you know, their opinions becoming our opinions because if it's a red flag or a boundary for for them, they're going to push it and push it and push it and push it. And then eventually it's going to become, you know, like you said, that point of contention between you and the other person and trying to defend one against the other, especially when you have an outspoken family like we do. Nobody is staying quiet. 
everybody get is my going cigarette. to say all the things. Get my cigarette on. <laughs> you also brought up counseling and how you guys went to premarital counseling. And I think we touched on this like for two seconds in the previous episode. I advocate for couples in general to go to counseling and just do a check-in, even if you only go once a quarter or once every other month. I mean, if y'all have to go every week, then you go every week, like do what you got to do. But I always advocate for people when you get into that relationship, you're setting goals, you're making plans together. Once you see that there's longevity in that relationship, just kind of check in with the counselor to make sure you guys are communicating effectively, to make sure that you guys aren't missing anything, to make sure that, um, you know, there's, there's maybe something that we're avoiding. We don't want that. So we want to make sure there's nothing that we're avoiding in the situation or in the relationship. So I'm big on counseling. Even if you don't want to call it a counselor, even if you don't want to go to a licensed mental health professional, you can go to a mediator, you can go to an advocate, you can go to a certified life coach that has credentials and actually went to school for it, just so that they can help you kind of navigate through potential hurdles because they can kind of prepare you or give you tools to prepare yourself for those hurdles that may come. Um, or they can help you work through those hurdles as you're experiencing them. Absolutely. And I think just in general, we, we've talked about this in our relationship um, that, you know, it's good sometimes to kind of check in. It's like getting a tune up for your car. It's like, even if everything is good, like that's the problem, right? So everybody tries to go to therapy after everything then started falling apart, child. You need a new transmission, you know, your engine done blew, your head gasket cracked, all that. Now you want to go to therapy, huh? Now you're over there trying to put together this car part, put it back together. No, you need to go while it's still running smoothly. It's just like your regular maintenance. Keep that thing well oiled. And I definitely agree with that, especially as you start going through different transitionary phases in your relationship. Like right now, my husband and I are about to become parents and, you know, we're going to have to work together to figure out what this looks like for us. It's just been about us for the last few years. We really had to consider anybody else. Now we got a whole little human we got to take care of. So transitioning from just being husband and wife to now we have to maintain our relationship and be mom and dad. So, you know, I think it's, you know, and I mentioned this, like it might be a good time for us to say, call up this lady and check in with her. Y'all, I don't like her though. I don't like her. Uh-uh. I don't like her because she called me, what did she call me? Assertive or aggressive or, girl, I know I'm the more confrontational one in this relationship. You ain't got to tell me. <laughs> don't be trying to dress it up with all of them. She didn't call me aggressive. She said assertive. That was the word she used. You're very assertive. Girl, I know that means confrontational. Okay. I know Kevin be laid back. Why are you so angry right now? Girl, because I didn't even want a lady. So when we were going through, you know how you go through a checkoff, like what you're looking for when a woman or a man, you want mm-hmm. somebody African somebody white. We went through all of that. He said, a black woman. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> and what we get in them sessions in the first thing, she said, well, well, definitely, Laquisha, you're the more assertive one. Girl, if, if you call me confrontational and aggressive, just say that. <laughs> I'm paying you to be here and be honest with me. Don't be trying to use cute words with me. Well, you know, she's trying to use those words so that you don't get triggered. I'm sorry, y'all. I was triggered just now. That was that was all. See? Oh, bless your little heart, Stink. She can't fight me, though. Okay, listen. So, anyway, <laughs> as you mentioned, 
the one thing that I do want to say is because you did bring this up as far as going to therapy after the fact. Sometimes therapy after the fact does still work, right? We don't want to knock therapy after oh, the fact absolutely. because it absolutely can. But one thing that I think sometimes people run into as they're going through therapy sessions after the fact is that sometimes they almost hit a brick wall with themselves because after something has happened, we've had time to let it fester, right? We've had time to constantly think about it, to constantly kind of build up that resentment and kind of think about 50,000 different scenarios and situations. And so that's why a lot of times therapy after something has happened is so trying on a person. And I think that's also why people kind of just avoid it altogether. But I definitely wanted to kind of, I guess, touch on that. One other thing that I wanted to mention is that sometimes in relationships, as we get older, another reason why therapy is good is because we go through things in our individual lives as we get older. And you mentioned this when you were talking about the different phases, right? We went from dating to now we're in a committed relationship to now we're engaged to now we're prego, now we're married, whatever. There are so many different phases, but those are only the phases that you guys have faced together. In our individual lives, we have things that we have to kind of go through as well. We have siblings that go through their stuff and we have to be there for them. We have siblings that get married and we have to be there for them. When they get divorced and we have to be there for them. We have parents that get divorced as we get older. We have parents that pass away as we get older. And those are things that can be very, very taxing on a relationship because when we don't have as much communication as or as effective communication as we would like to think that we did. Um, especially when we start to go through things that are traumatic or very, very hurtful as we, you know, go through these transitions in life. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there as a little, you know, get it in the, the blind. Yeah, I guess. Yes. So we said all you of mentioned that to something say, briefly and I, go ahead. I was about to say, I hope this doesn't like transition away from what we were talking about, but you, you mentioned something very, very briefly and you talked about the dynamic of different relationships like within a relationship and I just was taken aback because I was thinking about the whole son and single mother relationship and let me tell you this may be jumping the gun but depending on the relationship that I witnessed that's a real bug. I just want to <laughs> this was that wasn't for the podcast that was just me letting you know like that's for me that's a red flag but listen that kind of jumps into what you know, we're going to talk about next, which is red flags, because not only do we need to know this red flags within ourselves, red flags within our family and those situations, we have to recognize red flags with our partner or with the potential partner. However, comma, red flags are very subjective. And what I mean by that is what's a red flag for me may not be a red flag for you. So for instance, I remember calling you um, at the beginning of the year and I was like, I just needed to talk <laughs> about some relationship stuff. And you gave the response that I knew you were going to give. You were like, girl, don't put up with that, blah, 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 right? So to you, those things may have been red flags. To me, some of them were and some of them weren't. I think it's very, very important for us to understand what we want, what we need. And this kind of goes into another episode that we're going to have later, which is our love languages episode. But we have to understand what we want, what we need, what we are willing to deal with and work through in a relationship and what we're not. 
And those things that you are absolutely not willing to deal with in a relationship, those are gonna be the things that for you are going to be red flags. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Talkspace Jen and Queen. We'll talk to you guys on the next episode.